something like that. Good morning. And thank you for joining us this morning. And no, I'm not, I'm not playing the piano today. Or the organ. Or singing. That's all in the capable hands of Sean Cameron, our music director, who did all of the work for the music remotely from home and then provided us with the tracks so we could bring them to you today. So thank you, Sean, and Sam, who I'm sure helped. And I want to thank Heather Dominguez, especially for reading today's prayers, our call to worship, our unison prayer, and today's reading, which is actually one of my favorites. I, they're all, I have many favorites among them, but the one about the dry bones, that, that's the one that I enjoy the most. So we are here once again, coming to you pre-recorded. And we invite you to join us today for worship, and we thank you for taking the time to be with us. Welcome to Sayville Congregational United Church of Christ, where, as we like to say, you are welcome long before you arrive. Thanks.
morning's worship. Our call to worship this morning is prompted, Standing in Our Own Light, by Joseph H. Gilmore. Most welcoming God, hold thy laughter yet a little while as we come to you in new ways, as we learn even more of the everywhere ways you are and can be found. As we embrace our joy, as we embrace your joy, in unexpected manners to navigate the unsettling and the sorrow. Remind us of your richness and grace in the neighborhoods that know no bounds and the self where we already are. Filled with your light, our own, here to share and pray and worship together. Secure, 
Please join me in our unison prayer adapted from the hat we need by Joseph H. Gilmore. Most surprising God, who can ever know why? Once upon a time, weary of darkling silence, you revealed yourself in fire and wind. At the farthest, retreating edge of the universe. The echo of your first word can still be heard. Let there be in the most ancient of ways. Come though again, come leaping upon us, call up the fire in us. Dormant embers in some far corner of the heart for brightness and heat trail thee now as ever, and we need these as surely as earth. Needs the flaming sun if there is to be morning. Come blowing against us, over us, huge hopeful wind, untamable and sacred spirit, come. We often talk about the assurance of God's love in our lives. And we often say that that assurance is present everywhere. In fact, to say that we're bringing you the assurance of God's love perhaps suggests that we forgot and I don't walk around all day long thinking I'm assured by God's love, but you know what? I know it, and I feel it, and mostly I see it in others. And so even in this way of being together, in the Zoom meetings we've had this week, and the phone conversations with each other and with so many more, all of that is an assurance of God's love. Yes, we are loved by God in all the ways you know God and that that's an assurance as best as I can offer today and so now as we go into the time where we normally would pass the peace I bring to you a children's message and a passing the peace from one of our earlier worship services we hope you enjoy it So, would the young people come up and join me up here? And I'm going to need some help because we only have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven young people. I need a total of nine people. I don't know 
Okay, we've got little, little people are going to need some helpers, some bigger helpers. So. Hi. Hi, Jeff. And Bernie. Is Bernie here? Good. Yes. Bernie's here, too. And Roger, come on. We're there with you. Oh, you're going to sit there? Oh, okay. All right. Actually, well, we're going to replace you in a minute. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. I need one more. I need one more volunteer. Okay, Susan. Susan. Good. So let's say who, who we are. Who's that? I'm Roger. I'm Jimmy. <laughs> I'm Roger. I'm Hank. And today, we are going into space. We're going to go out and visit planets. Now, do you, do you guys know about planets? Do you know what planets are? No. You don't know? Does anyone know what planets are? I bet you know what planets are. What's your favorite planet? Mars. Mars is your favorite planet. Okay. What we have here is we have some very, very small models of planets. These are 10 billion times smaller than the real thing. So I'm going to give you this real Mars, okay? See it? Oh. Be very careful with it. You see it there? The little tiny, the little tiny red dot? Okay. Would you like a planet? What planet would you like? How about Mercury? Okay, okay. There's Mercury. It's 10 billion times smaller than the real Mercury. And how about Venus? Would you like Venus? Okay, there's 10 billion times smaller than the real Venus. And there's, for you, Earth, 10 billion times, and the Moon. And here's Jupiter. We'll give Jupiter over to Bernie. Saturn? We'll give Saturn. Okay. Susan? And here is Uranus, we will give to Roger. Ah, we'll give to Roger. And Neptune, we will give to Jimmy. And I'm stuck with Pluto. Is Pluto still a planet? No. No? Yes? Yes, I think Pluto's still a planet. Would somebody like to do Pluto? Okay, we'll hold Pluto. We'll hold Pluto. Now, let me tell you where you're going to go. Oh, we need the sun. Roger, i got to displace you. Okay. Let's see. Down here in my secret little box, I have the sun. Here's the sun. That Ten. Doesn't look like sun. Doesn't look like the sun? It's the right <laughs> color for the sun. It's 10 billion times... Are you ready to do Pluto? Maybe. Okay. Maybe. We'll see. Anyway, so here's the sun, 10 billion times smaller than the real sun. So we're going to put the sun here, and then I'm going to tell you where you planet people have got to go in order to, oops, in order to get to the right spot. So Mercury. Where's Mercury? I want you to go up here until you find the, the pube that has a number 36 on it. 
So you can go up to where it says 36 and then stop. And Venus, you are going to go out to where it says 48. And Earth, you are going to go all the way to the back, right by the fire extinguisher next to Craig. Can you do that? All the way to the back? Okay. All the way to the back. There we go. There we go. And Mars. Huh. Well, you're actually outside on the sidewalk. There's, there's gonna be there's gonna be a little white circle out there on the sidewalk with an M on it for Mars, and I want you to stay at that there. But you know, you don't you don't really have to go yet. Okay. Now, um, Jupiter, who's Jupiter? Right here. Uh -huh, Jupiter. Okay, uh, you need to go right in front of the Unitarian Fellowship. <laughs> There's a crossing sign there, you know, crossing sign. And on the sidewalk, you'll see a round circle painted on the sidewalk with a little J on it, okay? And be very careful crossing the asteroid belt. We, we, we call it Middle Road, but it's, you know, it's dangerous crossing the asteroid belt. <laughs> okay, uh, Saturn. <laughs> Can it be Tara's okay. bar stool? Well, well um, actually, the house just beyond the parsonage, beyond Brenda's house, okay? okay. That's where you're going to go. And uh, Uranus, you're going down the, between number 89 and 91 on, uh, on Collins Avenue. Just look <laughs> at this. Yep. Could I hitchhike? Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I specifically gave you that because I know that you're a running coach. So I figured you could get down there really fast. And uh, Neptune, yeah, okay, you're down at number 171, Collins. And okay, it's going to take a long time for Pluto to get there because he has to go all the way down to number 26, Edwards Avenue. So. Okay, so what my point here is that the universe is vast. Very vast. By the way, the next nearest star is a, does anyone know the name of the next nearest star? Alpha Centauri. Alpha Centauri. I heard that in the back. Very good. Where do you think that should be? It's another cantaloupe about the same size. Where do you think it ought to be? Brooklyn. We're, we're, headed, we're headed south. We're headed south. So Brooklyn is a little, is, is west. So, so in the bay? Okay. Fire Island? That's west. I'm going to go south. Miami. Florida? Florida? Miami? Cuba? Cuba? Uh, Rio de Janeiro. Rio de That's too far. Too far. <laughs> too far. Actually, the next nearest star is another cantaloupe, and it's in the Amazon rainforest. Wow. Right near the equator. What? Vast, vast Jeez. universe. So what I would like you other plans to do is I want you to go and line up in the back, and when we do passing of the peace, you're going to help me with that. And people can walk around and can take a look at our planet models and just see how tiny they are. One billion times, ten billion times smaller than the real thing. Okay, so I'll put it back. So we're passing the piece. And I dropped my... It's still, it's still hooked up because I'm still alive here. You can just line up across the back in order. We've got Earth, Mars, Jupiter, Saturn, Uranus, Neptune, and, well, we don't know, Pluto is still here. Okay. So let us, 
greet one another with an astronomical peace. Peace of Christ be with you all. This morning's reading is from the book of Ezekiel, chapter 37, verses 1 through 14. The hand of Yahweh was upon me, and it carried me away by the spirit of Yahweh, and set me down in a valley, a valley full of bowls. God made me walk up and down among them, and I saw that there was a vast number of bones lying there in the valley, and they were very dry. God asked me, mere mortal, can these bones live? 
I answered, only you know that, sovereign Yahweh. And God said, prophesy to these bones and say to them, dry bones, hear the word of Yahweh. Sovereign Yahweh says to these bones, I am going to breathe life into you. I will fasten sinews on you, clothe you with flesh, cover you with skin, and give you breath, and you will live, and you will know that I am sovereign Yahweh. So I prophesied as I was commanded, and as I prophesied, suddenly there was a noise, a rattling, and all the bones came together, bone to matching bone. As I watched, sinews appeared on them, flesh clothed them, and skin covered them, but there was no breath in them. Then God said to me, prophesy to the wind, prophesy, mere mortal, and say to it, thus, sovereign Yahweh, approach from the four winds, breath and breathe on these slain that they may live. I prophesied as I was commanded, and breath came into them. They came alive and stood up on their feet, a vast multitude. Then God said to me, mere mortal, these bones are the whole house of Israel. The people keep saying, our bones are dry, our hope is gone, and we are doomed. Prophesy, therefore, and say to them, thus says sovereign Yahweh, I am going to open your graves and raise you up from the dead. My people, I will return you to the land of Israel. When I open your graves and raise you up, you, my people, will know that I am Yahweh. Then I will put my spirit into you, and you will return to life, and I will settle you back on your own land. Then you will know that I, Yahweh, have spoken and made all this happen, says Sovereign Yahweh. The word of Yahweh came to me, mere mortal, take a branch and write on it. Judah and the Israelites loyal to them. Then take a second branch and write on it. Joseph, the branch of Ephraim, and all the Israelites loyal to them. Hold them together in your hand so they form a single branch. When the Israelites ask you to tell them what this means, say to them, thus says sovereign Yahweh, I will take the branch of Joseph, which belongs to Ephraim and the other tribes of Israel, and join it to the branch of Judah, making them one branch, and they will be one branch in my hand. When you hold up the branches which you have inscribed for all to see, say to them, thus says sovereign Yahweh, I will take the Israelites from their places of exile among the nations. I will gather them from every quarter of the globe and restore them to their own land. I will make them into a single nation in the land on the mountains of Israel. There will be one ruler over all of them and they will never again be two nations or divided into two realms. They will never again defile themselves with idols, their detestable practices and all their acts of disloyalty. I will save them from their apostasies into which they fell and I will cleanse them 
Then they will be my people and I will be their God. My servant David will be their ruler over them and they all will have one shepherd. They will obey my laws and carefully follow my decrees. They will live in the land I gave my servants, Jacob, Leah, and Rachel, the land of your ancestors. They and their children and their grandchildren will live there forever. And my servant David will be their leader for all time. I will make a covenant of peace with them. It will be an everlasting covenant with them. And I will bless them and multiply them. And I will set my holy place among them forever. My presence will rest upon them. And I will be their God. And they will be my people. And when my holy place is in their midst forever, the nations will know that I, Yahweh, have made Israel sacred. Thank you very much, Heather, for reading for us today. And uh, as I said earlier, that's one of my favorite passages. And I'll talk a little bit about why that's so in a minute. But first, I want, I want to say a couple of things. You know, it was 27 years ago yesterday that this congregation signed certificates um, to those who had worked hard on making this an open and affirming congregation. And it's such a sign, such a such a wonderful example of what people we can do together to change not only the lives we share, but also change the world around us. And certainly that decision at that time to um, become an open and affirming congregation changed many things. It, it reshaped the congregation and it also reshaped our lives. And it has continued to do that since. So thank you to everyone who's done that. And so much of that was done in spite of, you know, there's a, there's a great story about during, I think it was the American Revolution, on one side of the uh, East River or the other, I forget which, the, uh, one of the sentries came running to the guards and said, they're coming, they're coming, the enemy's coming, they're coming. And the guard says, well, you've got to warn everybody, but they're on the other side of the river. And the guy says, well, I'm, I'm going across that river anyway. I've got to tell them. And the sentry said, in Spitendival? Spitendival, as you might know, is the name of a stop on the, on the East River there. And in Spitendival, in Dutch means in spite of the devil, because that was a place where the confluence of the waters churned it up, churned, churned it up so much, churned it up so much between the East River and the ocean coming in and the, and the, uh, the sound there, I guess, whatever was there created a lot, of, a lot of confluence in spite of the devil. So they believed that the devil was actually there. And we do things in spite of the obstacles. That's, that's who we are. That's what we do. And I think that was God's message to Ezekiel. It's wonderful. Uh, you know, Ezekiel, do you think these dry bones can speak? Only you know God. And so God said, prophesy. And Ezekiel went out and he, he did what God asked him to do, what he believed God called him to do. And sure enough, things started to change. And the story goes on to talk about how not only did the bones rattle and he could hear the noise, but there was no sound, just noise, no voice. And so God sent the wind and from the four corners and the breath and speak, and they did. And then connected them together and, and created this amazing it's amazing force 
that was of God, by God, for God, through the intervention, through the, the belief, through the commitment of Ezekiel. And I think that's our message for today, that, that we are the Ezekiels of this world. The end of the reading we'll get to in just a minute, but we, in the first half of the reading that Heather brought to us, certainly we could talk about being in a time of dry bones in, in a lot of places. And I don't talk politics. doesn't mean I don't have political views. I do. But I don't like to talk about politics from, from this position of being a pastor, your pastor, and I didn't do it when I was teaching either. It's just too much. There's too much power in our words sometimes based on the role we have. And so I'm always very cautious of that. But I do talk policy. And I don't really care if it were George Washington, Abraham Lincoln, Dwight Eisenhower, Bill Clinton, uh, anyone else in that office today, Obama, uh, George Bush. I don't care. I don't care. The policies that we are allowing to be politically manipulated are absolutely abhorrent. This idea that we could think in some ways that there are some among us, as one representative suggested, that a policy be established where the state that he represented just allow everybody to go about their business and because he's absolutely sure, it happened to be a man, absolutely sure that the grandparents wouldn't mind giving up their lives for the well-being and the economic safety of their grandchildren. So we got to get back to work. What are you, crazy? We would all give up our lives for something that is important to us. I really think we would. But not out of stupidity. That's a policy that's stupid. I don't use that word too often. And I apologize if I'm being offensive. But it goes on and on and on. Whoever was in charge, however it happened, that we ended up losing a cabinet position that was in place to address these kinds of things that in fact caused us to be over a month delayed in our initial response and really nothing short of erratic in our continuing response because some policies said we don't need them. <clears throat> Dry bones. Politics influences things. But it's the policies that are what changes things. And so we have to be attentive to the policies. Clearly what God was talking to Ezekiel about, or clearly as much as I know what God was saying to Ezekiel, but I'll say that anyway, clearly, those dry bones, that Israel that had lost its zest, had lost its, I don't know, sense of abundance for God's love and life and a commitment to one another, they had become dry bones. The policies that they were following based on the political decisions, the the priests and the governing bodies and the kings and whoever else was in charge were making was creating a land of dry bones. And so in this story, I find our authority to speak out. I do not have to go through the list of all of the things that are so difficult right now. The absolute unacceptable fact that so many people are sick today and becoming sick and that we've lost so many people around the world, members of our congregation, dealing with this in their families. And to a degree because of the ineptitude of the policies, like the one that forced everybody to come back to Washington yesterday to make a vote when none of us should be traveling. 
We can't look to the dry bones for the answers. Only God can do that. And God has given us the, the power, the authority to speak to those who are like those bones, just rattling around, perhaps, making noise, but not speaking. We have the power, we have the authority to speak as people of faith and to make sure that all of those who set policies, regardless of their political association, affiliation, whether there's an R, an I, a D, I don't care what's around or behind their name, I don't care, that they understand that we do not accept these policies. Why? That's such a hard question to answer. Why? Because we're called to love one another. The greatest commandment, the greatest commandment doesn't say build up your economic profile. Doesn't say throw all of your virtues and all your beliefs and all your tenets and all the things that are important to you out the window when your 401 starts to dip. It doesn't say open up part of the country and let the other part of the country, well, you know, call them liars, call them this. These policies that are implemented that convey the message of who we are as a nation and how we care about each other and how we are willing to sacrifice and to step up for one another. Communication is a policy. It's not politics, it's a policy. How do you do it? And I think we could be doing it better. I think especially during this time of Lent, when, when we are so directly engaged in remembering not the affiliation of Jesus with this group or that group or another, but of his words, of, us, of his heart, of the message that he gave us that we live by today, try to live by. So yeah, I get a little angry. I don't act out on it the way that I used to. Um, I haven't thrown a good tantrum in a while. Boy, sometimes I see a kid throwing a tantrum. I said, wow, that looks really cool. I wish I could do one of those. But I do have to make sure that my voice is not just noise, but is filled with God's breath. And that we care for each other, we speak out, and we don't stop being in the conversation because while well, I don't get engaged in politics. Stick to the policy. And then let the policy be your guide. Just like we really need to be letting the science and the data that is showing us how we are deal dealing with COVID-19 be our guide in how quickly we reopen or begin to rebuild, which we will have to do, just as we, just as we allow that to happen we have to begin to rebuild these policies, not just for this time, but for the times ahead as well. And in honoring the times that have gone before, like this congregation, 27 years ago, and since in many ways, making this a more welcoming place for all. And the end part of the reading this morning, just to go to that for a second, read it again if you have a chance, all of this is online. But here's God saying, take two flags, put the names of the two 
Uh, there's actually two on each side of the, the tribes and the, the tribes that are affiliated together, the different houses of Israel, tribes that are affiliated together, and bring them together as one so that they may know, I am your God, all of your God, not some of you, all of you, however you know God. And so as we go through this last week of Lent, and we approach Palm Sunday. We know about crowds and rallies, don't we? We know about all of those people cheering and, sh and according to everything we'll read next week, that as Jesus went down that path on the donkey, the foal of a donkey, and the crowds were cheering and the, the high priests and the, the elders and the other people who were trying to control the crowd said, tell everybody to be quiet. And Jesus says, eh, no way. I tell them to be quiet, the stones will fall out. Yeah, let's not be quiet. Let's not let our anger send us into tantrums. But let's speak truth. And let's not be afraid to do that. And let's engage that in all the ways we can because we have the authority to do so. That's what our commitment to faith and to community, to me, is about. And perhaps to you. Thank you for listening today. Thank you for being here today. Thank you for this chance to talk to you about these things. Dream God's dream, Holy Spirit, help us dream of a world where there is justice and where everyone is free. To build and grow and love and to simply have enough, the world will change when we dream God's dream. I'm dreaming of a world where the color of one's skin will mean less than what's within the person's heart. A world where water's clean and where air is safe to breathe and every child born has enough to eat. Dream God's dream, Holy Spirit, help us dream of a world where there is justice and where everyone is free. To build and grow and love and to simply have enough, the world will change when we dream God's dream. I'm dreaming of a call God is offering to me, how to use my energy and my best gifts. To do the work of Christ, to say, God, please use my life, to spread your healing love and to live your truth. Dream God's dream, Holy Spirit, help us dream of a world where there is justice and where everyone is free. To build and grow and love 
And who simply have enough, the world will change if we dream God's dream. I'm dreaming of a way that I want my life to go. I've got hope and I've got goals I'd like to meet. I'm reaching for the stars, but I won't forget the scars of Christ who died to show that the dreams for all dream God's dream. Holy Spirit, help us dream of a world where there is justice and where everyone is free to build and grow and love and to simply have enough the world will change when we dream God's dream So this is the time where we offer our joys and concerns. And I would ask that you think of those right now who you have in your hearts um, that are on your mind. Let's take a few seconds to do that together. And then let's pray for them together. Along with the assurance of God's love goes the assurance that God hears us when we pray. And so let us pray together the prayer that Jesus taught his disciples to pray in the way that he taught them to pray it as you learned it, saying, Creator God, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. And forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever. Amen. Thank you.
for our offertory today from a distance. And thank you for everybody who has been able to continue to send in their support for the church. Um, we just all do this the best we can. That's all we can ask. But in the offertory today, I also want to think of all of the gifts that we offer to one another during this time and, and what has been offered to us. So not only in our offertory do we think of what we are giving to help others, to help those places that are important to us, but also to recognize the offertory we receive from others. That's abundance, two ways. On the front of our bulletin today, the meditation is from Maya Angelou. Like a tree planted by a river, I shall not be moved. Gracious God, let no one move us away from your love. Let no one tell us that would you teach us and what we believe in the ways we treat one another. 
Let no one tell us that that's wrong. That like a tree planted by a river, like those roots planted by your great living water, by this life you've given us on this planet to care for this planet and one another, always, regardless of conditions. We ask you to walk with us. We ask you to be with us as we meet others. And in that time that we have six feet and more away, that we wave and we smile. Help us to understand how much of a difference that can make in a person's life because it's a nice thing to do, but because we do it from the breath within the breath, with the music when none is playing, your love, your compassion, your mercy. Go in peace, my friends, to share these things and all you've been given to share. And be safe. And thank you for joining us today. Amen.
grows dark and full of clouds And that old north wind begins to blow Just keep your head together And call my name out You've got a friend.